preparation for, for Christmas, of leading up to the, the Christmas celebration. And uh, we have four weeks of preparation before Christmas, uh, Christmas uh, on December 25th. Uh, we, through that time, we're going to be um, doing a new series. We're calling it Unwrapping Christmas. And that's why we have the, the gifts on the altar this morning. That we are, What we're wanting to do is there's so many times that we can get pulled in and sucked into sort of the, the hyped Christmas season. I mean, it's all around us, you, and it started back in September. I mean, they start breaking out the stuff, but it's in full force now. It's on TV, it's, on, it's in the commercials, it's in the stores, it's in the restaurants, it's on the streets, and there's nothing wrong with that. Do, do not get me wrong. Uh, our kids celebrated Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff, too. There's nothing wrong with all of that. But the thing is, we can, we can get sucked into this mentality where we're seeking out sort of the super Christmas, uh, we're, we're, where we think that there's like this Norman Rockwell painting out there that we could be a part of, or there's this, there's this higher sense of celebration that if we could just only do that, it would make our, our family life better. Or if we could just, we have these, these things. And, and that's, I think, why a lot of people in this, the Christmas season so drained and everything, because they have, they have chased this picture of what the perfect Christmas would be. And it just doesn't exist. It's sort of like trying to be the Brady Bunch if you, if you have a family. It, it just doesn't happen in real life. They only had to deal with each other for a 30-minute TV show. We have to deal with each other 24 hours a day. It just doesn't happen that way. And so what we want to do over the next few weeks is, is talk about some of the things in Christmas and, and, uh, and just remind ourselves, what, what is it we are really trying to celebrate? What is it that we are, uh, what is this season really about? And so I, I hope that uh, through this time it will not only uh, maybe take some of the pressure off of you for the season, but it will also draw you closer to, a, uh, to an understanding of God's love for us and the gift that he gave us through Jesus Christ. And I want, you can't start any Christmas thing about talking about Christmas gift lists, right? Uh, even, even though my daughters are teenagers, Haley, my youngest one, very slyly, uh, the day of Thanksgiving, right after the meal, taped a postcard to the refrigerator door with a list of preferred Christmas gifts. And she hasn't done that for so many, I don't know, she's a sophomore in high school, I don't know where it came from, but she just had decided, and you know, she has, her, she has her practical list of things that she actually thinks she might get. Then she has her dream list because she'll be 16 in February. So she has a dream list of the car and the make and model that she would prefer. Um, but, and I think even as adults, even though we wouldn't admit it, we, we start sort of, we get to this time and we start thinking through the things, you know, it'd be nice to have a new set of golf clubs. It'd be nice. we, we have those, those things in our mind, don't we? We, we, we? we have made Christmas so much about gifts. And that, the news over, with the economy and stuff, the way that it has happened, it's, the Christmas season is supposed to be the big way that we bail, and, and you know, we're, 
I, I hope you're ready for the you know next Great Depression because the Christmas season's going to be bad. And you know, you've all heard the news as well. We've talked about that a few weeks ago. Stop watching those cable news shows. But if if Christmas is all about gifts, then we're in for a pretty sad Christmas this year, right? Because there's a lot of families that aren't able to buy as much as they used to. There's a lot of families that are going to be struggling just to, to make rent and, and make all the end-of-the-year tax payments and all the other stuff that comes along with living it. There's going to be a lot of struggle this year, even with families that are typically fairly comfortable there's going to be a lot of struggle this year. So if Christmas is about having gifts under the tree, if Christmas is about um, how much we can give our kids, if Christmas is about buying, then this is going to be a pretty bad Christmas. And before you just discount that, because we're in church and everybody knows, well, Christmas really isn't about... Pre you know, we need to be honest with ourselves. As much as we say that, our actions just do not back it up. Grandparents, you are especially guilty about this, okay? I'm going to slap everybody around this morning, so, but grandparents, come on, you know? I know you only have to see them every once in a while, so you don't care if they're spoiled brats, but they do not need a hundred gifts under the tree. They do not need to have every single toy that comes out it doesn't matter. Did you hear how many of the kids, and do this experiment on your own. How many gifts do you remember of what you got last year? If you're lucky, they remember one. And it's probably not the one that costs the most money. Did you hear? The one gift that one of the kids remembered was a coloring tray that probably cost a dollar, okay? All the other stuff that you spent all that money on, they don't remember it. And you figure that out as a parent. You know, you do your big Christmas shopping, and you get to your first Christmas, and they, and they play with the box. They don't even care about the toy, right? How, how is it that we've gotten so wrapped up in this idea that you buy a happy Christmas? You can't buy a happy Christmas. A lot of us have figured that out over the years, and we've done it through trial and error. We've done it through necessity or what. But you cannot buy a happy Christmas. It's not for sale. Regardless of what you go, it, Amazon doesn't carry it. They have pretty much everything else, but you cannot find happy Christmas on Amazon. It's not in Walmart or Kmart, Macy's. You can't buy a happy Christmas, because it's not something that's for sale, is it? This is part of how our Christmas thing has gotten so wrapped up into consumerism, into, into this model picture of what we should be, that we miss everything that it's about. I just want to... We're, we're going to be moving towards an understanding, and you're in church, don't be surprised that I'm going to tell you that the biggest gift is the name, the person that it's named after. Christmas comes from Jesus Christ. The, the Christmas season is about the preparation, the remembering, the celebrating that God gave his only son to the world. 
that we were lost, that we were distant, that we had no hope, no future, that even though God had shown us grace and mercy and kindness over and over and over, we continued to turn our backs on him. That no matter how many times he gave us second and third and fourth and fifth chances, we still cared less about him. That there was absolutely no way that we were going to be able to earn our way into heaven. That there was absolutely no way that we were ever going to deserve to be in the presence of God. And so instead of punishing us, God said, let me do it for you. And Jesus Christ, his son, did the unthinkable. Came to earth in, in human form. That's a scandal in, in religious circles. That God, the creator, would take on the form of creation, that, that doesn't work. That he would become one of us, that he would give up his immortality to become mortal. That he would make himself vulnerable to disease and death. That he would walk among people that could care less about him. That's what Christmas season is about. And through him, we have the promise of hope and joy and peace and love, forgiveness, mercy, grace. That's the reason we celebrate Christmas. And we, we will continue on that message, but I wanted to bring it down to some practicalities about how we live out the Christmas season. And so what, what I want to remind you about is you cannot buy a great Christmas. And we're going to look at a passage uh, from Paul. And um, what I'm going to talk about this morning is, is sort of a priority uh, understanding of where do we put our value? What, what is it that makes Christmas valuable? What, what is it that makes us want to, to seek out this season? And, and, and so we're going to be talking about priority. Uh, we're going to look at a passage in uh, Philippians chapter 3. Beginning in verse 7. This is written by the Apostle Paul. Um, I'm sort of expanding the context here uh, with what I'm talking about. But really, this is, a, this is a value passage. This talks about how Paul's priorities in life shifted from, from earthly things to following God. From his own reputation and his own uh, power into seeking a life through Jesus Christ. And so let's read what he says here. He says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless. I, I, I picked this passage because it, it can go a lot of places. For Paul, it was his identity as a Pharisee. It was his identity as a Jewish man. It was his identity of, of self-righteousness. And there was a whole package that opened up of what Paul said, this is what was valuable to us. You can add your own list here. Whatever it is you thought was valuable, whatever it is you think you own, that you think you can, that gives you value, whatever that is, put that in there. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. There's something that happened to Paul. The things that were valuable got turned upside down on him. They were now worthless. Yes, everything else is worthless, when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. 
For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends upon faith. Paul says that all the things that I thought were valuable, I figured out that they're meaningless. All the, all the effort I put into my reputation, all the effort I put into to doing the right thing, all the effort I put into to having a good name for myself, all the effort I put into the chasing of my career, all of that that I thought was so important, that I, it ate up my time, it ate up my priority, it, it took away from my... All of that, I thought that was so important. But now that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, now that I understand that reality has been changed for me, now all those things that I thought were so important are actually pretty meaningless. All all the priorities I used to have now have been shifted. He says, in comparison and knowing what, who Jesus Christ is, in comparison to knowing of what he does for me, in comparison of knowing uh, the future I now have because of my relationship with him, it makes everything else like garbage. Actually, that's the nice way of translating it. There's a four-letter word that your dog does in the yard that's actually the word that the, the, the Greek would refer to. He says everything else is worthless compared to that. I just think this is a great picture for us going into Christmas. Okay? What is it that makes the season valuable? What is it that makes this a, a season of joy and hope? What is it that, that puts a sparkle in, in our eye? What is it that, that makes us feel good during this season? We can chase it in many ways. We can chase it through gifts. We can chase it through accounting how many presents that we have under the tree. We can can chase it by trying to create the perfect family scenario, the perfect uh, dinner, the perfect Christmas card, the the perfect family picture to put on the Christmas card. There are so many things we drive ourselves crazy with in these, these times that everybody else gets them in the mail and goes, oh, thanks. What is it that is so important? The, the thing that makes this season important is Jesus Christ. And let's just talk about what is it that Jesus Christ brings us that we can't find at Target? And a hint is a word that we use this morning with the kids. It's about relationship, and this is actually the whole story of the Scripture. If, if you want to understand the Bible from beginning to end, it's a story of relationship. That's news for some of you. It's not about what you've done wrong. It's not about how God wants to punish you. The whole story of the Scripture is about how God wants to be in relationship with you. And the story of the Scripture is how he has done time after time way after way of trying to break through to our hearts, and Jesus is the ultimate answer for that. He's the ultimate way that we get to have relationship with him. And so when we get Christmas right, when we focus on Christ, what Christmas is going to be about 
is going to be about relationships. Relationships. Now, number one, if your relationships depend on how many gifts you put under the tree, they're not very good relationships, okay? And maybe you've spoiled your kid to the point where they're going to have to, you know, pout for a little while because... But any relationship that's based upon receiving something isn't a very good, healthy relationship, is it? Relationships that matter are mutual. They're giving or... That's, that's what we're striving to be as Christians, right? Someone who thinks more of others than they do of themselves. Someone who would rather see someone else blessed rather than what they get for themselves. That's part of the understanding of what we're trying to do on the 21st as we gather together. We're going to have a bunch of Christmas gifts and we're going to gather together and it would be great for you to do this as a family. Come and join us. We're going to put those gifts together, get in the cars, go over and deliver them to families that have dirt floors in their house, who can't just run down to H-E-B and buy a Christmas dinner. It's, it's about benefiting someone else. The thing that we think is going to make Christmas so happy just doesn't work, does it? I think we all can remember through a Christmas of you spent that time buying the perfect gift and then they returned it on you. Or, or they didn't like it. Or as, as a parent or grandparent, you know, you, they open it up and, I already have one of these, you know. Christmas doesn't, it, that buying thing doesn't work. I, I was thinking through this as, as we were preparing for for this, uh, this uh, sermon, I was thinking, what, what, was, what are some of the better Christmases that I can remember? And, the, and we've had some, some memorable things and Christmas happen and stuff, but the one that our girls talk about more than anything else, the one, the one that's sort of become a family uh, memory that we, we all cherish was one that was actually pretty miserable as we were going through it. It was when I was a youth director in, uh, actually, I, I was, it was after I was a youth director. It was when I was a pastor down in Los Fresnos, and all our family lives in Colorado. And so uh, it used to be uh, before I got my own boundaries and told my parents we, they could come to us instead of us going to them. It used to be we'd have a midnight Christmas Eve celebration as soon as we were over, we'd load up the car and start the trek to Colorado to, to get there on Christmas morning, an 18-hour drive uh, there. And so we're, we did that. We were headed there. It was snowing. We get to uh, New Mexico, and it's snowing, and the roads just closed down. We can't go anywhere. They, they're, and we're, we're trapped in New Mexico for three days in a hotel. We went to Pizza Hut. The only restaurant open in town was Pizza Hut. We go to Pizza Hut to order pizza, and they said, oh, we're sorry, we're out of crust and cheese. So I was like, well, you're worthless, because they couldn't get, they couldn't get uh, deliveries into the thing. So we, we survived on uh, snack mix from the, from the grocery store and Twinkies and everything. We had our three dogs with us in the car, so they were in the hotel with us. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it, and, and, you know, we're calling parents, oh my gosh, you're ruining our Christmas. But you know what? When we look back at it, 
That was one of the funnest Christmases we had because we, there was none of the pressure. We didn't have all the gifts that, that year. They were already in Colorado. We had shipped them already. All we had was each other. And we played games, and we, I think we got a picture of, it. it you know, it snowed, so we, we built forts, we did snow angels, we, we did all that, that kind of stuff. And, and even though it was obnoxious and it wasn't the, the Christmas that we had planned, it ended up being a, a great Christmas. It had nothing to do with what we could buy because we couldn't even, the, the stores weren't open. Couldn't even get cheese at Pizza Hut. It had nothing to do with what we could purchase. It had to do with the relationships we had. And that's what I want to encourage you to do this. We, we've been talking uh, through the fallen stuff about how to live out our faith. This is a way to start making it practical, not only in your family, but in the community. You know, the easy way to try to make somebody feel better is buying something. It's a lot harder to try to do something that's going to be meaningful to another person. I just want to challenge you this year. Don't take the easy way out. Don't just try to buy something for it to make people happy. Try to do something that's going to show them that you value them. You know, there are many meaningful things we can do around this community that you can do within your family that are going to make a difference for folks. We've lost some of those old traditions. You know, just a, just a little plate of Christmas cookies means so much more to a teacher than some $10 bottle of Bath and Body perfume. I speak as a pastor, as a, a teacher's husband, okay? And I used to be a teacher myself. We don't need any more boxes of Brock's candy. We get plenty of that. But a meaningful little Ziploc bag with, with Christmas cookies. I mean, there are so many ways that we can just do something nice. Finding the neighbor in your neighborhood, that, that maybe the, the widow that doesn't have somebody to help her put up the, the decorations and helping, up, helping out with that. Helping, it's... There's numerous ways you can do it. But this, this Christmas, I just want to challenge you, don't take the easy way out. With your family, with your friends, with your neighborhood, however, don't take the easy way out. Find something to communicate your love, communicate your intentions, to communicate your love that doesn't cost money. Okay? That's hard to do. We can't even think in those terms anymore. And I'm not a legalist. If you have to go buy the ingredients to, you know, make the, I, I'll save you the comments, okay? I'm not a legalist. I'm not saying don't spend any money. I'll be a realist. I'm just saying don't make that everything that it's about. Teenagers, I'm sorry. I, I know you hate this sermon. Uh, my, my daughter's not going to like it when she hears it next hour. But there's more important things than money. There's more important things than presents. You ever wonder why there's more suicides and depression and stuff in Christmas than any other season? It's because once that bubble gets popped of what the perfect Christmas can be, it's empty. 
But you see, the way we understand Christmas, there's no bubble to pop because God never lets us down. Jesus Christ never goes away. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no, there's no season that we celebrate. It's a lifetime of relationship. It's a lifetime of forgiveness. It's a lifetime of love. That's what Christmas is about. So I challenge you, find a way to, uh, to share a, a happy Christmas this year without it being about money. Why don't you bow with me? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you. Uh, we thank you for this, uh, this season that we're entering. And God, we do like it. We like the, we like the decorations. We like the lights. The, we like the traditions that we have and the, the songs that we sing. We like the expectation and the, and the mystery and the excitement. There's so much about it that we like. And we're not, we're not trying to say that there's nothing that we can't do that, but God, we just want you to, to give us a foundation why, to remember why we do it. Of the, of the power behind the season, and it, it's found in you, God, and your desire for relationship with us. And when we think of it, God, when we, when we, put, a, when we put a price tag on it, there is no way we could afford ever the gift that you gave us. It was the most priceless gift ever. God, we just pray that you, you might help us to change our priorities too. That you might help make this season about relationships for us too and to give that priceless gift of family, of love, of presence, presence, not present. Would you just, would you make this a, a new and fresh Christmas season for us? And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen.